are back. It's yes. Mega Shane coming at you mm-hmm. for another episode. You mm-hmm. know, the place where you come for gay and geek news from a perspective of black guys. So I'm Nick. I'm Victor. <laughs> so, like a dead Victor, person. what's going on? You know, I am exhausted. I, you know, I am too. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted because of a lot of things. Um, this weekend, I had a car wreck. And I saw the picture. Like, yes. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was my fault. I wasn't paying attention. Um, but, um, so, yeah, we got, you know, you know everybody was fine. Um, the, the person I hit, she was in the car. She was a little shaken up, so she went to the hospital. It was funny because my insurance was like, unfortunately, she had to go in to go check herself out. You know, to see how she was doing. I was like, I was like, no, that's fine. I knew she would probably go. I told her to go, and you know, check everything. But she was shaken. So I was like, well, that's good. I mean, nothing was broke. <laughs> that's not funny. But nothing was broken. So I was like, uh-huh. yeah. But I know my insurance is about to go up. So that might be a good time to, to cancel. <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, that's when I, I learned that you know when that happens, you can cancel them and then go somewhere else new. <laughs> So I was like, well, if that goes up, then I'm going to have to go back to Geico. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I had a little accident. Um, but the neat thing is, you know, they'll, you know, when they, you, when they give you an estimate, they'll send you the money right away. Well. Yeah. They said, give me your card number. And now I looked at my account. They sent the estimate money. So I need to go in and, you know, get Jocasta, you know, get her, get her pretty again. Right now she's, her weave is a little bit off. Um, mm-hmm. Mm, her, her weave okay. is, a little, is a little off right now you know she's you can see some of her edges so we have to go and get that taken care of and, you know I'm very fortunate you know that no bite airbags went off and I can still drive my car it's just not pretty <laughs> but I, at the end of the day I'm like lord but you know it's my fault and so you have to I gotta pay a little bit of money mm. But that is what it is, and but at, but in all, I'm good. I'm excited. This week, I get to go see Black Panther, and I'm so right. excited to kind of finally see this movie, and all that good stuff. How about yourself? Um, let's see. Nothing really much has been going on. I tell I keep telling y'all week after week I don't do shit, and <laughs> like. I mean, the, my weekends or my week is like me cleaning the house or playing video games or <laughs> running. But speaking of running, mm-hmm. I managed to get through a five-miler yesterday, which was pretty good for me, considering I had I had been sidelined for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. And it was I think it was a little bit over 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's... Do you like running? Because I hate it. You like running? I love running. Like, I have been running since middle school, so mm-hmm. it's something that comes so natural mm. for me. So I'm trying to build up, you know, get some mileage on these legs. So when I start doing, you know, 3Ks and 5Ks and 10Ks and mm-hmm. lead up to half marathons and marathons, that mm-hmm. I can be able to actually run it and not mm-hmm. walk it. That's good. And look cute, too, when you run. Because, you know, sometimes people be looking like they're about to just fall apart. Right. Some people look like hammer damn it when they run. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Like, and that's when they take the granted. pictures, too, when you look rough. <laughs> right. 
Well, I can't be looking ugly. <laughs> looking like somebody's house shoe. I know. You can't be running. Like, no, ma'am. Like, but wanna... other than that, you know, I feel I feel more confident in my fitness. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I couldn't say, oh, I don't know, maybe six months to a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad with that. That's good. I, I've i been feeling a bit better, too. Um, I posted last night um, CrossFit. They tried to kill me last night, though. That was a mess. We had to do 50 box jumps, 50 pull-ups, and... And then we had to hold the bar up and do these legs, these floor swipers. That was something else, and it was. But you know, I had to, I had to do good because you know it was two of the hottest guys there. So every time they there, you know, not only do I have to do better than them, but I have to look cute doing it too. So I had to do exactly. all that, you know, to make sure that they they do. And the neat thing is, it's like I posted, I was number one. I was like, well, that's the point. Is for them to like admire the fact that this hoe is owning it in here but really inside my mind this hoe is thinking about how these two can you know take care of business but anyway the point is it's always <laughs> fun it's always fun but it's all but it's it's poor it's one poor guy he is always complaining he he stays complaining and hurt i'm like you interested and i didn't I don't mean to laugh, but I'm like, I always like every week it never fails. I cannot come at night for a month. And when I come back, cause I usually I'll go in the day or early in the morning, I'll come back at night and he will still be, I'm like, you still complaining and I haven't been here in a month, but, but no, I get it. You feel good when you like, you know, achieving your goals, doing what you have to do, still looking cute doing it and all that stuff too so yeah you know cheers for fitness because it's fun to get into it and if y'all are into it that's good let us know but yeah it is fun it is i know like um what was it last year or year before last the uh there's now you know lexington is not big y'all so (laughs) this is one tall building downtown Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it has like 27 floors or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had this challenge to, you know, run up the stairs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they had like a double challenge. You can run the uh, garage, the parking garage, and then run up the steps. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do that because I'm in good fitness. Mm-hmm. And I think it took me like six, seven minutes to uh, do both. What? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't playing around, you know. No, well, I'm not gonna run something. Now I'll model walk it, but I ain't gonna run something. That's what I. When we have to run. I'm like, no, you give me, just give me my, you know, my my headset, and I'll play Beyonce or somebody, and walk this mile or or model walk this mile. But running, I can run on a treadmill. I can't run in real life. Let's see, that's what I've been doing, like doing treadmill running because. Mm-hmm. It's been too motherfucking cold to be running outside. And yesterday when I was out, I almost fell down and busted my hip mm. wide open. I'm like, it's I can't I can't run outside until it's at least fifty. <laughs> Sunny. Yeah. That's true. And no breeze. <laughs> you don't want the breeze blowing you know, blowing your hair around and you have you been running in a headwind? <laughs> That shit is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Again, running is exhausting to me, period. So I don't see how people do it. But yeah, we have people who be, when we will run, they'll be running in circles like it's nothing. I'm like, good for y'all. I'll get there when I get there. That's how I look at it. Like, I'll get there when I get there. 
Well, let's go ahead and get into Aunt May's tea because there's been some stuff that has been happening over the weekend and even today. So listen, where do you want to start? Well, let's see. Let's start with I feel. Let's start with some good stuff. Let's talk about um, the Han Solo trailer. Let's talk about that. So we saw it. It came out. It came out basically yesterday. There was a teaser during the Super Bowl, and um, it was cute. I I thought it was neat. We got to see you know Han. We got to see Lando Calrissian, but we don't know who Tandy's playing. So Tandy Newton is in there, and if you know Tandy Newton, she's a talented actress, um, and she had a little afro. So I was like, oh, who are you playing, Tandy? So a lot of us was thinking she's gonna be. Um, uh, Sala, Saros, or um, Solo, because then you know we know her as kind of the kind of the wife of Han Solo, but we don't know what character she's playing. They keep it at hush. Um, but uh-huh. we also see um, Khaleesi. She's in the movie too. Um, she's playing a character. So I am very interested in seeing um, what this will be about. Um, just to see how it is. And the actors playing Han Solo is kind of cute. So, uh, you know, I, I'm open to it. I'm not, like, screaming for it, but we'll see what this movie is about. Yeah, I was the same. Um, I kind of only want to see Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. honest. Everybody else, I'm like, eh, it's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. But I'm not in a rush to see it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm I'll like, see you know, it when I see it. I want to see, because, you know, he was kind of trending, too, and that, was, and that was good. A lot of the pictures of him was all around. But I'm still curious about who Tandy is playing. So, you know, it's just that little tease, which is a smart move of the trailer makers, was good to play. Like, who is this, and what is she doing, and could she be, could she not be? So we'll we'll see, we'll see. But I just don't want him to do no okey-doke and saying, like, <laughs> oh, she's going to play this character, and, like, five seconds later... She's dead. Or, she dies. And we don't see her until the end. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But, you know, it was a cute little trailer. I was, ex- you know, I was, I was a little excited to see where it's going to go. Um, so hopefully it's, this will fit right into the overall universe. Um, and hopefully we won't be disappointed. Yes. All right. Then we also had <coughs> the Affinity War teaser. It was only, what, 30 seconds? But yeah. within that time, we still got a lot. I'm like, y'all know what to do in this time. Um, we got <clears throat> we got to see this nice, this interesting exchange with Doctor Strange and um, um, Iron Man, how he cast a spell. I think he kind of, and Iron Man went and kind of pulled it through or something like that. I was like, that's kind of neat. I uh-huh. like that. A little bit more with Spider-Man. And then we got our Bay Lord, Cap Walk, that walk he was doing. Listen... Why was his hair bouncing though? His mm. hair was bouncing like it had a full like deep conditioning. He had it was bouncing <laughs> like he had all the shea moisture, all the Ken Two products in it, <laughs> like all the Blue Magic hair grease. Yes, whatever Wakanda was giving out, he had it. Um, and then his his new little shield he was using that profile of him doing it from the side. I was like, okay, a little arch and a little. On his little butt. I was like, okay, look at that. What's going on over there? His beard was laid like world peace. <laughs> like, ugh, yeah. It, it was enough. I am, again, who knows? And, you know, people were saying all types of things about this. And 
you know, there are rumors that, you know, Cap could be meeting the the big end. Um, if you look at the Infinity Gauntlet, there's some things you, you might want to, you can, I can see where you're coming from. But we'll see, you know, it's, those 30 seconds was really good. It still got me hyped and it wasn't telling you too much. Um, but yeah, it was funny because pretty much what we were seeing trending on Twitter was Cap. I'm telling you, if Chris Evans don't realize that he is a gold mine, <laughs> that beard is a gold mine with him being bearded. I was watching a movie he was in called The Gifted, um, where he plays like the uncle of this real smart girl. Um, I'm like, you are fun to watch. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I would probably stare at him a lot if he was like, you know, around. But it was it's interesting to see how as this Cap character, as the Cap character, he is just amazing to watch and we're all really excited for that i mean not to you know play down any other character but i'm just saying it's it's just something about the way he's coming across in these trailers it is just really amazing yeah um that i'm still on that walk when he came through but i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if cap was killed mm-hmm. i'm gonna be disappointed but you know you don't want to keep on playing the same character forever. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways I could see him dying a, no, a, a noble death. You know right. I mean? So I could feel like, yeah, I could see him handling that. So, you know, I'm fine. I would be fine if he does. And if so, so be it. <laughs> so be it. Mm-hmm. So moving on, what else do we have? Well, we can we can. I know we got some shit. Yeah, you know, we could probably mix in a little bit of that right now. So <laughs> let's let's talk about let's 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 jump a few days back. So Rose McGowan, everybody's favorite. Let me jump into everybody's calls and have something to say. Um, activist. Um, so she was at, I think she was at Barnes and Noble. She was talking about, she has a book and just talking about herself. <laughs> as the, one does, yes, like her. Yes, yes. As one white feminist does. And then so there was a trans woman who was calling her, you know, pulling her out on the carpet for her, for her, you know, statements she's made in the past. Now, Rose has said some very anti-trans uh, statements in the past, and she called her out on the car before. You can Google it and see it for yourself. And she was very passionately upset because in a lot of ways, she was saying that, you know, trans women you shouldn't be trying to occupy the same space in some ways. And so, you know, the trans woman was very upset because she was saying that, you know, we I'm, she was explaining, I'm in more danger, you know, like I, like, our lives are not easy. We're just as much in danger as this. How dare you say the things that you've said? And Rose was sitting there acting like she was bored and then had the nerve to say, we're the same. And I was like, mm, well, you didn't say that beforehand, and you never went back to correct that. And then had the nerve to get mad when she was still calling her out. And they were talking about how, like, I'm tired of y'all coming for me and everything else, and I'm tired and everything. And you putting all your... I was like, uh-uh. I was like sitting there like, wait, 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 wait. Nobody put, you insert yourself into this situation. You decided you was going to be the person who lead this, 
you need to be able to take the criticism that's coming with it. And that's including things you have said in the past. You can't be sitting up here acting as the leader or something and not be able to be called on the carpet. If you can't handle that, you might want to think about your role or as uh-huh. Monica used to say, get your resume together. Right. I know um, somebody that we, I think we both follow on Twitter, uh, Kaylin Conrad mm-hmm. had a really good thread of all the transphobic things that mm-hmm. Rose has said over yes. the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just made us, it made it even more apparent that you can't say, all women and then not include trans women mm-hmm. you know it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. and then that outburst was just very white of her yeah. like girl what mm-hmm. but rose has always been trash <laughs> and what she should have done was listen and be like you know what i was at fault and i'm willing to listen to you and maybe we can talk after this but she should have let that woman speak she should let her speak her anger out because rose you've been doing it you've been blaming folks you've been speaking out you've been making sure you book your appointments you should have let her sit out here and speak what she needed to say because she has been hurt you have offended her you have offended trans women with your statements and yet you out here trying to you know lead women like no she has every right to call you out on the carpet and you should have let her drag you out there because if you're going to lead something you need to be able to understand what that means to be a leader that means you will be called out you will be held accountable and you need to be able to handle that stand forward and move forward but you didn't you had this little outburst like amira <laughs> or or veronica salt you had your little veronica salt moment so everybody can see it. And yes, you should be called out for that because therefore here you were being a white feminist. That to me was the the antithesis of a white feminist. Uh-huh. It gets too rough. So let me, let me, well, let me cry it out. And cry it out and victim it out. So I was like, okay, girl. And like people were saying, oh, she's a rape survivor. She's a sexual assault survivor. Be that as it may, nobody's taking that away from her. Nobody's saying that, oh, because she's this, then she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody, I don't think one person has said that throughout this whole ordeal. What we're saying is that, yes, yeah, she went through some shit. But at the same time, you can't say that X, Y, and Z about trans women and then not expect trans women to say something to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it don't, it never works like that. And the people that were saying, oh, we're with you, Rose, yada, yada, yada. I know some of you bitches was faggots anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't know why you fix your mouth to say that. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Rose was on RuPaul's uh, podcast, What's the Tea? And she was very combative with him. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to get her to understand something but she was like no i'm setting my ways and this is how it should be and nothing else i'm not going to subscribe to that kind of thinking Mm. you know that type of foolishness it almost it was very waco branch davidian type ass thinking and i'm like okay girl but see she has that privilege to do that you know what i'm saying like she has that privilege to do that and i think what she really needs to realize is you do have privilege. Yes, you are a woman, but you are a white woman in this country. You have the privilege. You are a famous white woman in this. And so you think about trans women, 
they have nothing compared to what you have, Rose. And so what she should have done was use her platform to really try to uplift the situation and put some attention to what is really happening in the trans community. Now sit here and talk about how not everybody's coming at me and how dare they. But what really bothered me was her crowd. That crowd was sitting out there supporting her, mostly white, was sitting out there very supportive of that. And I was like, mm, that's the problem. That's uh -huh. the problem. They are celebrating and uplifting her white feminism to a place where she feels entitled to, to do what she's doing right now. So I hope in some small world of, th of thought, I hope she has thought about that and how she came across and maybe pay attention to what she's doing. Because, you know, she can still come out and say, hey, I was wrong. I don't but, think she will. Mm, well, she needs to think about that. <laughs> well, duh, but, you know, <laughs> white women are going to white women. True. And it's interesting because as we have heard a lot about from Uma Thurman this weekend, I would love to hear what Rose has to say about working with Quentin Tarantino because she worked with uh, him and uh, Bulletproof. What, Grindhouse? Oh, yeah. Grindhouse, yeah. Think it was, no, Death Proof. So she was in Death Proof. So I would love to hear what she has to say about that, you know, since. And it's interesting because I, I find myself, you know, you want to believe things, but sometimes I'm like, and I question, you know, rose to a degree because i feel i see her as opportunist and that's why i'm like mm, i and i don't like to i don't like to question you know what i mean like i don't want to question any woman has been through anything and i know she's been through a lot but i can't help but to feel like there's an opportunist piece in there somewhere right so rose you need to get yourself together whoever your management therapist they need to help you figure stuff out but you don't need to be reacting the way you did and you need to own up to the statements that you have made about trans women you need to own up to that a true leader owns up to that and move forward exactly mm. let's see what else we have in so that, that that was one trashy thing let's kind of jump into something else so did you happen to see and you probably didn't because you always have a backlog did you did you see the Cloverfield Paradox? I have not seen it yet. What? I heard it was I heard good and bad things about it. Mm -hmm. the, now, if you don't know what this is, this is the third edition to the Cloverfield, uh, I guess, universe, um, where it explains a little bit more. Um, now, some of the I know some people were thinking it was too on the nose. And I appreciate that it was because, you know, this is, it kind of explains, this was kind of the before the attacks on New York, if you saw the first Cloverfield, um, and what happened. So basically in this movie, they time warp shift, what have you, and I guess open up this portal. It kind of said it uh, can open up a portal, what have you, two worlds where there are monsters and demons. So what we see is, you know, what happens to the ship and what happens when they go to the other place. Now, this gave me a lot of, um, oh, Event Horizon vibes. If you saw Event Horizon, it was somewhat like that to me. Oh, that was a minute ago. Yeah, but I love Event Horizon, though. That was a good movie. Um, so it gave me a little bit of that, a little bit of Supernova, um, but mostly a little, I, I was feeling a lot of um, Event Horizon vibes 
uh, and it was good to see um, a black actress, you know, playing the lead role, playing the leader, playing somewhat the leader of the crew. Um, there was a lot of conflict in there. It was I, I thought it was it was it was great to watch. It was a nice thing to watch at the end of the night. Um, and um, a lot of yeah, because it dropped it dropped after the the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I and I liked the way that was done. It was like oh, with this movie's ready. And after Super Bowl, it was like saying after this mess, <laughs> we got right. Well, y'all get bored. Yeah, and I was like, y'all could have dropped it right now because the rest of us are not watching the game. So I'm not. I'm. But a side note, I am glad that the Eagles won because I feel like um, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You do some uh, clownish things, and the clown comes back to bite. <laughs> I'm Taking at, pictures with uh, forty-five. You see him in that coat. I was like, he looked like somebody's mama. Like I was like, you look like somebody's mama coming to school. To get oh, I did. Yeah, look like uh, that old house like coat. Looking like Kim Kardashian, like um, Chris. Chris. Like, look like Chris Jenner. I know, that's Chris Jenner. I was like, look at Chris Jenner coming up here. That's what uh-huh. he looked like. But I would say I enjoyed. I enjoyed um, the parent and the paradox, and I liked that it was playing with this. It was. It wasn't like anything completely new when it comes to sci-fi work, but it was refreshing. So what was some of the mm-hmm. negative stuff you heard? I heard that uh, the story was just boring. <laughs> I was like, I can't either confirm nor deny that because yeah. I have my own opinion when I see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll I'll have to let y'all know about that mm-hmm. whenever I do see it. It was to it was kind of a Black Mirror movie. It felt like a Black Mirror episode that turned out to be almost two hour movie so that's what it felt like but I was fine with it I like the it didn't have to be too much action because we have too many movies that just jump into action now I mean hell we get, The Rock has like three movies coming out back to back girl what in the hell skyscraper <laughs> I said alright and then he was supposed to be jumping from the crane, jumping back into the building. I said, okay, that is mathematically and physically impossible for him to do that that type of jump from that far and still get in the building. I refuse to believe y'all just forgot about physics. This is The Rock and, you know, his movies. He's about to be in a movie where there's a giant wolf and a giant monkey, or whatever that was, Rampage. Oh, Rampage. Well, Rampage is based on a game which back I, in the nineties, which I can't believe. I saw that game a month ago. Um, we have a a, a a a place we can go and eat, but they also have like all the old video games. I'm like, they about to make a movie. I saw somebody play it, and I remember when I was a kid, and I didn't play because it, it looked it looked ridiculous. I didn't play it as a kid, but I was thinking like they about to make this movie, and I saw the trailer. I'm like. It comes out on April 20th, and it is a perfect time for you to go get blazed and watch that movie because you will probably need to be high as hell. Well, I don't know. Unless he's, you know, nude. I don't know. But besides that, no, I watch Ballers because he's been nude on Ballers. So I'll, I'll just stay with that. But I was, you know, I'm not going to hurt. I'm not, I'm not going to hate on Rock in his, in his stroll. Let him enjoy it. But I have to say, good Lord, you have done Jumanji. You about to do rampage? <laughs> they about to do skyscraper. Now the cute thing about skyscraper is he has mixed kids, and I, I appreciate that. I would love for him to have a black wife in these movies. Right. A lot of times he has like 
white wives. But, you know, I was happy to see Nev Campbell because I've always stood, you know, I stand for Nev, Nev Campbell. So I was happy to see, you know, she's... I thought Skyscraper was going to be a remake of The Towering Inferno. Mm-mm. It looks like a remake like, of um, Die Hard, if you look at it. It does, like, to a certain extent. I was like, oh, they doing Towering Inferno again? Mm. It's going to be trash. Because, you know, <laughs> if y'all know me, I love me some disaster movies. And now the Tower Inferno had everybody in there. It had, uh, it was a 70s disaster flick when the disaster genre was big. Yeah. And it was directed by, uh, oh, gosh, Erwin Allen. Yeah. And Fred Astaire was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Jones, Paul Newman, uh, Steve McQueen. Hell, O.J. Simpson was in that movie. I know. I remember that, and it was the the one the boat with Shelley Winters. The sign of adventure. Yeah, I did watch that one. I was like, Lord, y'all taking people through it. I was like, Good Lord. A funny story. I went the first time I saw the sign of adventure. I was young, mm-hmm. and so me and my younger sister we shared bunk beds, mm-hmm. and we recreated the sign of adventure with our bunk beds, <laughs> with our our Barbie dolls too. Yeah. Listen, we were innovators. I, I totally you could tell get us it. Shit. No, I used to do that with my G.I. Joe's. I would be creating all types of adventures with my sheets and my big covers would be islands and water and everything else. So <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. But yeah, you know, I you know I enjoy Chlorophyll Paradox. I think you get a chance to look it's better than it is better than um Bright. I say that. I mean duh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in no mood to see Bray at all. Don't. Because it, it makes me mad. It makes me mad that that movie. It makes you mad because, you know, as some of us who want to be writers and stuff, you sit there and go like, this, okay. I could have sat down and thought this up with somebody. if you know." And then they found out it's like three people who thought it up. I could have been one of those three. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay. Okay. Y'all put uh-huh. all this money into that. Okay. All right. So moving on into comics. So we've talked about this before. As you know, Jean Grey has returned to the comics. She's been gone for over 10 years since she was killed many years ago in the comics. But she came back. Now, now I'm going to spoil it. Now, this is the uh, Jean Grey resurrection story. It was a five-issue um, event, which I'm glad they did it that way. I'm glad it came out every week on time. Um, no, actually, it was late one week, but that's okay. Um, and so it basically talks about what happened to Jean. Um, so what we did see, we did see the, a different time placed um, X-Men come from the past into the future. So we had a young Jean Grey who had gained all the memories of the old Jean Grey, so she knew how things went down with her. But we also learned that Jean Grey has been back for a while. We just didn't know. And... The Phoenix created a Phoenix egg, and that's been always talked about in Grant Morrison's run. But in his Phoenix egg, Jean Grey was living this fantasy life as a waitress, um, you know, not keeping her together. So when the Phoenix was ready to take her back, she'll be prepared for it. Um, so she's been, and I think in New Mexico, I think she's been in New Mexico. Of all places. Which is interesting because I think this is, if you, I think it's funny they went back to New Mexico because apparently if you read the Phoenix Saga, um, there is, that's where Angel had one of his homes. And that's where the first time the 
the faux gene phoenix and scott made love and it was very clear they made love on some mountaintop and so i wonder if that's why the phoenix brought her back there because that was the moment that that was the moment that um they created the rapport between each other that was in each other's minds so that was an interesting twist i thought um so there gene was there and they get there the x-men get there and they wake her up and the fifth the fifth comic was a beautiful story because she basically tells the phoenix that look i don't need you anymore you just leave me alone <laughs> like just leave me alone i can do this i can live and the phoenix was says like well what happens when you die i can't bring you back and she was like that's the point it's the fact that uh-huh. i i will die and that's fine she says but i want to be able to be i want to be scared of dying you know like i want to have that fear of it versus oh i can die you'll bring me back she's like no i want, right. I want that i want to live knowing that I do have an end date. Um, the neat thing that I appreciated was Scott. Now, Scott is dead. Cyclops is dead in in the comic world. Um, the young Cyclops is alive, but the older one is dead. And he has a chance to say goodbye to Jean. They say goodbye to each other. And I bet for those who are Emma Frost fans, I bet it hurt to see that he said that he always... Loved Jean. He always thought of her. Even when he was with Emma, he always <laughs> loved Jean. And once he said that he loved her and, and they kissed, he just died again. And that was the Phoenix doing that one last thing to say, are you sure you want to give me up? And she did. So it was a very nice ending. It was a beautiful story. I really enjoyed it. I had to spoil it because it is... It was a good way of bringing her back. So if y'all get a chance, you can get the trade. I'm sure the trade will be out um, in a few months. Um, but it was a great intro to X-Men Red, where she is leading her own team. So if y'all get a chance, read this comic. It's The fifth one sold out in a lot of places. I had to... I drove like to three different places. Burbank, um, Studio City, um, Sherman Oaks, where Norman, where William lives if he was real. <laughs> L.A. To find, <laughs> to find this comic, and luckily I did. It took me three days to find this comic. I was mad because I was looking for a Wednesday, couldn't find it. Looking for a Friday night, man, I was like wasting gas. Everybody was sold out, so this comic was lit. Please get it. It was really great. I really need to get it, or at least get into comics because yeah. I feel like I'm missing like everything. Yeah, I would say get some trades because trades are easy to catch up on. So if you wanted to like learn about like their storm trades, if you want to look at Storm Shadow Limited series, or if you want to look at you know the Phoenix Saga from the comic perspective, get that. Um, I just reread it again. Actually, I reordered it because I don't know what happened to my original um, graphic novel, <laughs> so I had to reorder it. I got it for three dollars on Amazon. So and there's a hardback. So I was like, look at me. Um, it's like over a hundred something pages. So yeah, if you want to do that, that's a good way of just getting into is, is getting into the trades. That the Phoenix Saga is not just because it's a love story. Mm-hmm. Like you're going up to, you have to fight against your friend, who is now one of the most powerful beings in mm-hmm. the cosmos. Yeah, and so yeah, it was just so much. 
True. And I know Ben Hameen said that he didn't like, he wasn't a fan of how Chris Claremont tells stories because he does put a lot of words into it. But the neat thing about it is, for, especially for those who are not avid comic readers, is a good way of, you know, for you to understand where the, the characters are coming from. Because uh, when Chris wrote it, he, what, he, you got to see the internal conflict. Like you saw their thoughts. So you'll see, like, there was a part where Storm would say, you know, She's like my sister, but if she did murder all this, you know, all those people on these planets, then I have to fight against her. But, you know, I was, she's still my sister. And then Wolverine was like, he basically said, I'm going to stand by her side regardless. And, you know, like you see their thoughts, you see what's, what's going on and, you know, how they were conflicted in fighting her. Um, especially when they had to, when they had to, when they were at the Shi'ar and they had to fight for her. So I would say read it. It's a, it's a great story. Um, where you see how her powers grow um, and see how dangerous she could be and see how she took down the White Queen. I love the way she took down Emma. Even though it wasn't it wasn't Jean, I still love that scene where she <laughs> jumps up and said, well, let's see how you call yourself the White Queen. Well, let's see how, you know, majestic you really are or something like that. I was like, all right, she's about to take you down. So, yeah, get it. I will say, sorry to trades. Yeah, I need to start that. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, well, um, we kind of talked about, that was some good stuff. Now we'll get into another interesting thing, I will say, is the announcement of who will be working on the next Star Wars series. <sighs> so, um, so today uh, we learned that the, the folks who are behind um, Game of Thrones, but also the ones who are behind... Confederate, uh, David Benoff, Benioff, Benoff, and D.B. Wise will be working on the next series of Star Wars movies. Now, these movies will be, I think, kind of focusing on the Skywalker legacy, um, which... Um, Can I get away from that? Yeah, I'm kind of like, okay, like... well, I mean, I know we like to, uh, y'all love talk about, you know, the white men in this, in this tale, but... I feel like at this point now, we've had, what, over 40 years? Close to, no, I'm wrong. Close to 40, though, of really, no, actually 40 years now, of really, you know, talking about the Skywalkers and all that. We can kind of move on from that, but I'm a little concerned that um, we're still having white men run this series. And... I think a white woman who was a head, who was one of the heads of Lucasfilm hiring these people, Kathleen Kennedy, I think that's her name. And so I'm just sitting here going, okay, you know, and I'm not going to take this away from them. They are very talented. They are. But could we just try to look for people of color to kind of run something, direct one of these movies, hell, direct a cartoon, something to where... They have a role in this because I'm sitting here going, I mean, in some ways I'm like, great. So I guess Confederate is completely dead. They're about to run these movies. But at the same time, it's like they've already had some big shots. Can we give somebody else a big shot to do something, you know? So I was like, okay. It seems like Star Wars is trying to pull a okie doke. Mm-hmm. Or... Um... It just feels like, oh, we want to have all these women in it, but here's the catch. All these white men are going to direct it. Mm. 
and it's not really going to be about women. The women are just going to be the background. And also, they love to cast these brunette, these British brunette women, you know, in a lot of these lead roles. And I would like if we can kind of flip it around. I mean, we're pat, we we hitting the forty year mark. Where you know, it's time to like, okay, let's flip the story. Like, like how Star Trek is doing. They kind of flipped it to where, right. you know, but they was doing this ahead of the game though. They went from it was Kirk, then it was someone else that it was a black man and then it was a woman and now there is a woman of color in the recent you know what i'm saying so i'm like they have moved forward and who can lead these things i would like to see star wars get into finally doing that you are a huge franchise you can take the risk you can take the risk but hiring these two men, I'm not sure if that's a risky move. Again, they're very talented. I'm not going to take that away from them. But I would have loved to have heard, you know, hey, D. Reeves, would you like to do something like this? And who knows? This could come down the line. But it would have been nice to see, because someone actually said to me, well, who else have, uh, you know, who's black, who's red, something as big and popular as um, Game of Thrones? And I was like, well, somebody gave them a chance. Right. So why can't we give somebody a chance to do this? What else do they have to do, you know, to be seen? Because some people said you have to prove yourself. I'm like, I'm okay. But again, give them the opportunity to prove themselves. I think that's the thing. We're not given the opportunity to prove ourselves, to do anything. So it just would have been nice. I just don't trust them. (laughs) Like, I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But their treatment of women and women of color on that show is what we're going off of. So if you mean to tell me that Star Wars is supposed to be this this whole story or universe that is inclusive of men and women, but then you hire... These two people whose treatment of women in their work is less than stellar. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And, you know, they could surprise us. And, you know, they could put those, um, oh, I forgot their names, but the, the two black writers who were supposed to be writing Confederate, they make. They could be writing one of these movies. You know, I, you know, I would be like, okay, maybe they could they could be a good fallback for them, um, since they didn't get to do Confederate. But I have noticed that there has been a huge backlash already about them running it. So, you know, if they do look at Twitter, I hope they do think about you know why it is a backlash versus oh my God, I'm so happy for you. I'm sure they have people who are happy for them, but at the same time, have a backlash too. So. Hopefully they look into that and think about what happened when they thought about, you know, Confederate. Because my fear is they may try to do something, you know, ridiculous in these movies and then we'll be like, oh, okay. No money spent here. Right. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. So, Drag Race. Yeah. Talk, let's, let's, let's talk about what's been going on with these girls. Okay, so yeah, we didn't talk about it last last uh, last week or a week before last or whatever. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, 
All-Star 3 started, and, you know, they're bringing back some of the, some of the girls that were so, so close but didn't win their season. They brought back Aja, Trixie Mattel, Shangela, Milk, Vendela Krim, Morgan McMichaels, Chi-Chi Devane, and Kennedy Davenport. Now, eh, they, it was an okay group of people <laughs> that they brought back. And I wasn't really... Uh, what's the word? I, I wasn't really... Nobody had grabbed my attention. But they introduced another queen. They introduced the winner of the first season of Drag Race, B.B. Zara Benet. And when I tell you them bitches was gagged, like they was gagged and shook when she walked into the workroom. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, y'all should be. You should be. Exactly. Y'all should be. Don't think just because I won this motherfucker all the way back when she had that that uh, damn filter on the camera that I don't know how to slay. <laughs> well, that filter was horrible. I, I... <laughs> Wasn't it? It was just like so foggy. I'm like, girl. Like, uh, where are we? New England? Like, what's going on? Are we out here on the on the New England beach? Are we... <laughs> right. Like that, uh, what was that? that? The Fog movie. Like, come on now. I gotta... <laughs> But anyway, they had a um, their first challenge on the first uh, episode was a variety show, and a lot of people danced. Um, Trixie did a country song. <laughs> I saw that. The uh, now see Trixie was actually good, and I'm gonna give even though I don't like Trixie as a boy mm-hmm. because uh, she said some really shady shit. Especially to the black queens, which I don't know what that's all about. She did have a. Her music was uh, on iTunes and it was like, I think, number one or something. So I'm not going to take that away from her. Milk's. Um, it was cute for like a local pageant. <laughs> I couldn't see me giving a dollar to it. But, you know, to each their own. Now, in the bottom two of last, the bottom two of the first week was Chi-Chi and Morgan McMichaels. Now, Morgan had said previously in the work group that she would send strongest girls home. And everybody was like, oh, why would you do that? Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, look, if there's one thing Morgan is, is she's real. She's going to tell you to her face, to your face about yourself and how she's felt. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel that that was so much her being reedy or throwing mm-hmm. shade. She was just telling you, I'm here. I didn't come all the way back from season two yeah. just to get my ass kicked off. And Morgan is very is, is, is a very good performer. I've seen yes. Morgan. I've seen Morgan perform out in Mickey's. So yeah, I, yeah, she has the right to say what she has to say. Right. So... Chi-Chi and Morgan were in the bottom two, and they ended up sending Morgan home. But in some twist that has not yet been revealed, she's not exactly going home yet. Yeah. Now, in the second second uh, episode, they did... Um, oh, my God, what did they do? 
I completely blanked. <laughs> oh my gosh. They did a um Did you see it does see the episode? No, I didn't I only just saw pieces of it. I just saw something work. What you call it did the big drop off that thing. Oh, that was the first episode. Yeah. So I didn't see the second one. Let's see. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just so out of it right now. <laughs> But who, well, we could just talk about who got who got sent home from that one now. So they sent out of those two. Um, oh, I forgot. I completely forgot about her. See, this is what happens when you have a filter, a filler girl. <laughs> uh, Thorgy Thor was also included in the. Um, oh Lord. The uh, the new the queens that came back. So and that's drama in itself. I, right. They actually I remember. My gosh, they had to do a uh, a divas. Uh, show. Yes. So each person to, yeah. was t- a cast as somebody, and Thorgy was upset because she was cast as um, it wasn't Joni Mitchell. It was um, it was Celine Dion. Who was was it Celine Dion? Milk was Celine Dion, which uh, was uh, I'll get <laughs> to that in a second. But uh, Thorgy was I forgot who she was. I can't remember either. I just remember it was just a right. big deal about Celine Dion. She was Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Oh. Okay. And she was like, oh, I can't make Stevie funny or yada, yada, yada. She was basically giving excuses. Mm-hmm. And um, I know uh, Kennedy was Janet. Um, Trixie was Dolly, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, And I know BB was Diana Ross. So, in the bottom two, <laughs> Thorgy and I believe it was what was in the bottom two. It was Ken, Thorgy and Kennedy were in the bottom two. Mm-hmm. Now this weird when they were backstage because you know the girls have to vote off the people, mm-hmm. not the judges. So while they were backstage, Milk has this breakdown to stand. Oh, I gave uh, I gave my all, and I should have been in the top three, and I deserve to be in the top three, and I I want the judges' critiques and all this and this that and the third, and I'm like, girl, that Celine Dion sucked. <laughs> Your ass should have been in the bottom two if we were keeping at a buck. And she just started crying, and everybody was looking at her. She was basically pulled a Rose McGowan. Oh Lord. And like. We know that you're this good-looking guy. We get that. We know that you did a Mark Jacobs ad and you've done a lot of shit in the fashion world. But, girl, I'm going to need you to get it together because the calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> She's going to fuck around and be cottage cheese. Mm. So, in the end, Thorgy went was sent home, which, you know, I could take it or leave it, yeah. to be honest. Because I, I felt like Thorgy was just, there. eh, she was just there. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't see her winning it. Yeah. And that's not to take away from any of her talent and whatnot. And to truth be told, <laughs> even if you get kicked off, your booking fee going to increase any damn way. True. 
So is it really a loss? You just met. You just didn't get the crown. That's what that was. You didn't get the crown. And you get, didn't get the hundred thousand dollars. But your booking fee is gonna get increased. You're gonna get to be able to travel around the country and around the world. Yeah. So is it really a loss? No. I mean, BB's been doing this, still riding on the coattails of the first season. So. Right. Hell, the <laughs> Victoria Porkchop Parker has still been doing this. She was the first person kicked off ever from Drag Race. <laughs> So it's just like, it's not really a bad thing to get kicked off. No. Shangela? Hell, Shangela, YouTube series? Like I'm saying, you can you can make it work. Right. If you got the talent, you can rise above it. You've got the talent. And I know, I, I, I'm going to need Shangela to stop biting off Jennifer Lewis. Because I see Jennifer Lewis all over her. Now, granted, we love some Jennifer Lewis. You know, if you had to emulate somebody, that would be a perfect person. Yes. But girl, like, sure. just tone it down. Yes, because we know we know Shangela is talented. We know that. Give us some more. Give us something new. And if there's anybody who knows how to play a game, it's Shangela. Yes. I mean, you have but, a, like. Uh, I mean, she has an iconic meme. So you know what I'm saying. Has a iconic, mm-hmm. a iconic statement and meme and gif and everything else. So I'm just saying, you know you have it. Give us, give us something. Keep us, keep us gagging, as Janet says. Keep us gagging. Right. And we'll be there. We'll be there. And speaking of being there, we will be there Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard <laughs> Time, along with Black Girl Nerds for tweeting, uh, live tweeting RuPaul's Drag Race. All-Star Season 3, you can use the hashtag drag y'all and join us. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. If these bitches uh, don't bore us to death. And it seems like everybody has been, you know, joining us in these in, uh, on, the, on the Thursday nights. So it's a great thing, especially when you roll right into um, Scandal and all the rest of the stuff. So yeah, this is, we are very grateful y'all are joining us on that night because it's fun to read these tweets when I'm coming home from work. So... <laughs> When I tell you, uh, speaking of scandal a little bit, Olivia, and now y'all knew better. Y'all knew better to do that with, uh, tell Olivia to say, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay. After she done blew up a fucking plane. Do y'all know who, know like, who her mama, her daddy is? Also, like, mm, do y'all know who her mama, right. her daddy is? Y'all thought, yeah, I thought y'all had Monica, to, I mean, not Monica, Maya together. <laughs> she still turn around and do stuff. Still try to shoot you in the mouth and everything else. Still try to right. get out. And the daddy, he already proved to y'all he will still <laughs> he will do whatever he needs to do. So Exactly. Y'all should have thought about that. But yeah, Olivia made sure and still got her got her dick at the end of the night. That's what made me mad. I was like, I hate, Right. It's like I hate you. Was she fucking a rhythm nation? <laughs> I'm mad because you said I was like <laughs> I said well for that. I know. I was like, no. And then her still laid. I'm like, I'm mad because you got that nice part. See, ever since she got that nice part, she's been acting up. And poor mm-hmm. Jake. I, Jake just being... I need to know why she, her uh, hair is not wrapped up when she's asleep. That's what I was about to say, too. Now, I, I don't know what's special, you know. I don't know if she got Rio in her hair or whatever she's using. Uh, but, okay. I was like, even the best of weaves or whatever she got, it's just not that. But the fact that she just wakes up when Jake's just laying there 
And I was, and the, I was thinking, what type of sex y'all having where your hair is not messed up now? Because I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. I don't think Jake's got that good wood. I, I want to believe that he does, though. Because, you know, if, I'll be using... I know Fitz, though. <laughs> he might. I don't know. I'm trying to decide who I would choose between those two. Jake has the lips. He does have good lips. He does have good lips, though. I, you know what? I, before we get into our topic, <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break and clean up all these teacups. Yes, let's take a break. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. All right, we're back with continuing on with the episode. I hope you all enjoying it. Be sure to... uh, Look us up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Now, in our King Size episode, King Size issue, we're going to talk about something that's kind of a serious topic in lieu of the Me Too movement. We're going to talk about revenge porn. Hmm. Now, a lot of people know a little bit about it. But revenge porn is where the basic definition is where you leak nudes of an ex without their consent. Mm-hmm. Or videos. And some people have taken. Say what? Or videos too. Oh yes, or videos without their consent. Now a lot of people have taken this to the edge. A lot of people have going to jail or prison because uh, a lot of states have started to pass revenge porn laws and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason we're talking about this today is I saw a, uh, an article on Queerty. I think it was either this week or maybe over the weekend about this one site that's geared toward uh, men who have sex with men called male general. Mm -hmm. Now, male general encourages people to share x-ray photos of their random guys grinder hookups ex-boyfriends current boyfriends Mm -hmm. just for public consumption Mm -hmm. and it even gets worse than that so say that you see that your picture is on there you have to go through this whole process of trying to get it taken down and if you don't follow some of the their steps to get it taken down, then you're labeled as a, a turd or idiots or morons. And they have these very specific instructions that make it so all these hoops that you have to jump through that it makes it not even worth it. And not only that, a lot of people's personal information has been leaked on these sites. And even so a lot of people have been commenting that they see people under the age of eighteen on that. Hmm. Which is even gross on another term. Yeah. And it's something that a lot of people, we know that revenge porn happens in heterosexual, in the straight community. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people do not, a lot of straight people don't think or even 
realize how prevalent it is in the gay community. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. Because it's been going on since we, since we was able to start putting pictures and things up like on gay.com. This has been happening where people start posting information or impersonating um, the other person by using maybe a dick pic or whatever. Uh, we see a lot of that on Catfish <laughs> where they're doing a lot of this type of stuff. So it is, it is, it's, it's, it's really horrifying to see how this is growing and the fact that there are sites supporting this. Right, like that blew my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I, I had to read that article twice because I didn't think I read it correctly. Mm-hmm. I was like, not only are you allowing this kind of behavior, but you're also shaming the people who wish their photos to be taken down. Yeah. It, it just, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's almost ridiculous that they, and I was surprised that, because I feel like and this site's going to be going to court. So. They should. So I don't know why they're acting like this. I probably feel like y'all need to think about that. But it's very fascinating because we're also seeing this happen on our dating sites. So you think about OkCupid or you think about uh, Match um, or some of the other ones, Tinder, where you are sharing some of these pictures. Or what happens is you're maybe not sharing those type of pictures yet, but you are having a rapport with someone that you think you're talking to. And then they are, you know, if y'all get close or dandy, you start showing pictures. And the next thing you know, you find out this person is not even the person on the profile. So now they have your picture or your video because some of y'all, and you know, I'm not shaming anybody, but if you're going to do some of these mutual masturbation videos, just wait a little bit and kind of know the person. So therefore... And, you know, some of these were important things. They they knew the person. But for those who, you know, don't do it so quick, <laughs> you know, try to make sure you know the person. So what I would say really quick is anytime that you are meeting someone where you all having some hot and heavy discussions, make sure that when you see a picture of them that you do a Google image search. Also, start look see if they got a Facebook. Make sure they have a trail. So you can say, okay, because I find it interesting if you can't find them on Facebook or even Instagram, if you can't find them on any of those things, do not completely engage because that's when you have to start questioning because everybody has a Facebook and everybody has something, you know what I'm saying? So it's getting to a point where it's like, if you can't find them on Facebook, you have to probably be like, "Mm, okay, what's going on here? So, just right. keep that in mind. But what's happening now is because people are now connecting with these, whoever these people are online, they're taking your videos, they're taking your pictures, and they're posting them elsewhere. Or they're using it, or somebody will re- using it for revenge stuff, and it's not cute. Now, some people, that I've, I've heard some people say, well, hell, they got my dick pick up, you know, fine, because I have a beautiful dick. I'm like, oh, that's great, but not everybody's in your shoes. <laughs> and so you might want to think about the fact that um, if that does happen, you still don't want your your privacy violated. So, mm-hmm. I I haven't been, or at least I don't think, uh, been a victim of revenge porn. Mm-hmm. But it goes 
like there's a conversation that needs to be happening that goes much deeper than just oh random dick pics and videos going mm-hmm. around you know it says something about us as gay men that we feel so entitled to share what somebody wouldn't want us to share you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if i send you now, and that depends on the same uh, the person too so if me and i don't know joe were in we're talking and i send him something i would want that piece of me so to speak to be safe in his hands you know mm-hmm. i don't want to worry about seeing that shit on i don't know guys with uh, iphones or some other type of shit oh yeah i remember that i remember how guys with iphones girl that's still going on oh, lord have mercy but yeah it, you're right you know if i'm having intimate conversations with people and if i do share something now i will be honest if i do share something one if <laughs> i'm I've, i realize that i don't like if if you go to do like a dick pic, you do that separately. You don't have your face and that in the same pic. Because um, if you can leak that, and I'm like, you can leak that. My my penis is pretty, so you can do that. I don't care. But but besides that, you have to be careful because some people will use this, and they will use it against you if you reject them too. So that's also the the scary part of all this. But as you were saying, it is interesting that the entitlement leads people to think that it's okay to share it and another thing i've learned is we're now seeing these like your personal videos that you may send to people actually a part of compilations that are being put out there on pornhub and some of the other sites as well um for example um i told a couple of friends of mine um that i was like oh my god for example, I mean, of course, everybody uses Pornhub. I use Pornhub. And I ran across something that they were showing a bunch of compilations, and I saw two of my friends on it. And I said, did you realize you were on this? And they said, no. And I said, well, you're on it. I, and I was like, I thought you were just being adventurous. <laughs> you know, like, proud of your new body. No. And so, again, y'all need to be careful because now they are using this. Um, as, as we're kind of going a little bit at, away from a range point but they're still using this against you so therefore they're taking whatever you may have sent to someone um, and it can be found on tumblr it can be found on this so please i'm telling y'all be mindful of what you're doing because they're using this now and using this as compilation videos you may be a part of a compilation video um and it was weird to see two of my friends i was like whoa i was not ready for that so i said i i said hey you're on this. Here's the link to see it. Did you know about this? Now, one friend is okay with it, and the other one is not. So he's working with them to get rid of it um, because they own the same. <laughs> it's weird because they're not friends, but they're on the same video. So I was, wow. like, I was like, wow, that is. And then, like I said, one of them is fine with it. He's kind of a. He he. His Instagram is basically him just being naughty the other one is like um how did they get this picture <laughs> i was like you tell me how they got that picture <laughs> no because they use both pictures and video mm-hmm. so i was like now see we're not trying to shame you know if that's what you do yeah. if you like to be voyeuristic you that, know that's great do your thing 
but there's and like this conversation is so many it has so many layers yeah because you know as gay as queer people we're told by society that our sexuality is such deviant or wrong so Mm -hmm. when we actually are able to express it we want to go balls out Mm -hmm. so to speak we want to tell the world that we don't we're not confound or constricted by the restrictions that you all put on yourself Mm -hmm. so we want to be you know we want to do threesomes we want to do orgies we want to do this we want to do that which is okay you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. get in where you live but i feel that once you come out then that pendulum swings way to the left Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just like we get that our sexuality can't be quantified or contained because there's so many layers and it's it goes across so many so so much of the spectrum Mm -hmm. but there's feel it feels like there should be a line yeah you're right and And oftentimes we cross it way too many times yeah and like nick was saying we're not shaming we just want you to be aware like again, feel free to show all what you got. Some of we don't. Some of us don't mind you doing that. You can show it. We'll look at it. And, you know, be happy, um, because you know a lot of you who follows us, you you do you do that. Some of you have your OnlyFans account, and some of you you know do that on your Instagram or Tumblr, and that's totally okay. But we want everybody to be aware that people will take advantage of that. And use that against you if they want to. Or even if you have sent something private to somebody, they will send your business out there. So just be aware. And if you're fine with it, okay. But when it comes back to revenge porn, it is scary. That it makes you wonder who you're with. And and it also makes you wonder, you know, what is going through their minds when they are leaking this information? What is it that they're trying to achieve? They Are they trying to humiliate you? Are they trying to? And again, in some ways they are, but like, what is the point of that? So it's kind of scary that people are going out their way to do these things. So I'm just saying, be mindful of when you send a pic of yourself. Um, really think about like who I'm sending this to. You know, am I comfortable with this really being out there? If it gets out there, um, and you know, as I'm doing this, you know, what am I getting back from this person too? Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of soul searching that we need to do as a community, mm-hmm. and we're not, and we're just talking about this. We're not talking about the racism. We're not talking about the body issues. We're not talking mm-hmm. about the consent issues that we have. It's just something has got to give. Yeah. You know, we can't say that, oh, we, we're we nothing like what the straight people do, but then we do the exact same thing that they do. Yeah. And to see that this is something that is getting bigger, um, who knows how dangerous this can really get. So, yeah, to know that, you know, some of these videos of you or whoever can be on Pornhub or, you know, it can be anywhere at this point. 
just be aware of that if you want to Google, Google yourself, do that. I think sometimes it's good for you to Google yourself at least once a month just to know what's out there about you. Just so if you do see something like that, you can, you know, try to get the control over that. Um, if you feel like somebody is doing that, you do have the law on your side. So don't be afraid to really reach out to get that help, to get what you need to get off that. And if a place like this general mail, whatever this is, really, we might need to start taking them to task to make sure that this stuff like this is, is, is called out and, you know, sm smite out of existence. Because it's very dangerous that they are posting that and they're making you go through everything to get rid of it. I'm like, why are y'all doing that? Don't you know you can be sued big time? It don't take much. It can take, what, three people can get together, get a big suit together, and this is on the news and everything else, and you going to jail. So, Right, like, God forbid, because I know this has probably happened, God forbid some of those people that had their pictures and videos leaked committed suicide. Yeah. You know, yeah. then, what, their death would be on, not on your, on your conscience, but if you live in a specific state that has revenge porn laws in it, then you could be liable for their death. Yes. In a criminal suit. Yes. You can. And that's why you need to be mindful of that because some of these people, you know, they were trusting you. You know what I mean? Like they were trusting you. Like I'm sending you this in hopes that you don't like I'm just because I'm trusting you, you know, and then you portray that trust. So you have to really think about what type of person are you? First of all, but again, as someone who has a site or whatever, or putting videos together, who are you to do that and not think that this could have a big impact? Because again, you know, like I, I'm using Pornhub because that's one of the most used sites <laughs> in this world. Um, you know, even some of them need to think about like, as I put this up on, you know, because what it is is like you have your own page on Pornhub. And so if you put this up on your page, you're basically co-signing on this. So, you know, so I'm also saying people who have pages and you want people to look at your page or whatever on these sites or on the Pornhub sites, think about like, I'm about to post this video. Is this something that people have consent with? Because if this comes back, it's like you are, you can get in trouble too. So please just think about that because it is, it's, it's getting a little bit wild out here with all this stuff. And it's sad to see that this is the avenue people are going when it comes to, I guess, you know, getting their revenge on you. Right, like, what kind of sad person do you have to be to do that? Insecure and a mess, and I don't know, it's interesting. Like, you know, when people have sent me stuff, and I've mentioned on here that, you know, people send stuff on my DMs, I'm like, well, that's great, and I keep that to me, because I'm like, you know, and I always say thank you because you didn't have to send that to me. <laughs> you didn't have to. I mean, I'm always impressed that you want to send that stuff to me. Um, but I won't sit there and be like, oh, girl, let me post up. Now, you know, you, you, if you, so I know, I know some people have like a best friend and like, oh, you want to look at this. But I would never sit here and just take their stuff and just, oh, let me put this up on my Tumblr. No, that's, that was something they shared with me. Right. Yeah, some people are, some people do that, which I'm like, to each their own, but that's not something I get down with. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's, at some point, we gotta do better. Yeah, 
to where we're not, uh, we are letting people express themselves where we're not turning it against them. So, you know, we do need to do better. We do need to do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could talk about this, about the effects of it all day. All day. Now, have you ever been in the kind of position where somebody used your photos? Um, no, no. Now, somebody used a photo of me saying that I said, said somebody used a photo of me saying that I said something, but I didn't say it. Um, and I was like, that's, I guess that's, that comes with the, you know, being on social media, that comes with a thing. Um, but as I said, if they, if they ever use a, a cock pic or a dick pic of mine, I'll be, I'm like, okay, I guess you did. Um, but at the same, that hasn't happened to me, but if it does, I, the neat thing about me is it's not attached to me, so you won't know who it is. I mean, it could be anybody's, you know, and so I was like, whatever, and I'm not ashamed of it, but no. <laughs> There's a question now. I would be irritated, but then again, ain't no shame in my game. Yeah. I know what I got. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. Like, that's, I know what I got. I know people want it. And if that's something that that's seen out there, it is what it is. But I do get concerned because I do look at, there are some Tumblr sites that just post like, oh, here are beautiful black men or here are, you know, bears or here are this. And sometimes you see random pictures of whatever. And I'm like, how many of these pictures are actually consent? You know, or sometimes people, you know, we have, we have followers and friends on Twitter who, you know, they have no shame posting pictures of themselves. <laughs> and right. So, and so, like, I know, like, oh, that's them. They don't care. That's them. But sometimes I do wonder, like, how many of these are people that, you know, cared or what happened? Because we see that happen to a lot of athletes. They will send something yeah. to some, and then the next thing you know, it's out there for all of us to see. So, I don't know. We I just feel like as gay men, we need to be aware but, you know, to do a little bit better and not let this become an issue, a huge issue in our community. Because we can't afford a lot of mess like this. You're right. All right. So in that case, mm-hmm. I guess that does bring it into the show. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman 5. You can follow the podcast at Magazine Pod. We yep. are on... SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook at The Megashine. Actually, no, it is Megashine Pod. <laughs> We're also on Instagram at Megashine Pod. If you haven't gotten your tickets for Universal Fan Con, go to up. the website and use the coupon code SheenTheCon to get 10% off your tickets. Um, let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? No, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, again, Universal Fan Con's coming around the corner is going to be here before you know it. And, um, there are all the other cons about to get started soon. And, and just, I'm going to announce this. I'm not going to tell you what, but I'm going to announce it. I will be on two panels at WonderCon. I'll be hosting one and then be a, a panelist on the other. So if you're, you'll see more about which ones I'll be doing. But if you're going to WonderCon, which will be in a little bit before, in the middle of April, um, I'll see you there. Um, so yeah, WonderCon is coming too. So hopefully I will see y'all if you are in Anaheim. That's fine. Yeah. I, you know what? I need to come out there to California. You need to come on out to California. 
Y'all need to come out here and like check it out and see what you think. We of. really do. Well, we gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk with the Mister, mm-hmm. the Mr. Man. <laughs> Actually, I'm Mr. Man, but you know whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, y'all. We'll see y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>